Welcome back to Inner World Podcast, third episode of the Halloween special. Spooky. Yes, spooky. Because it's October. It's the third week of October and we are on a roll. Um, and today we have a special guest in. I forgot to ask you how to pronounce how to your pronounce last, my last name. name. Your name is Jason. Yeah. Okay. The last name's hard. Yes. Malechko. Malechko. Yeah. And I am such a mush mouth, so I can't say it. It's very one well. of the Polish ones. Yes. Okay. Well, my friend Jason is in to discuss the thing, but not the original thing. Oh, well, not the original. <laughs> no. Not the second one. No. The and third one. The third one. There's another one? Well, no, there's the one from like the 50s. The old, old. There's an old, old one oh. that, the fir- that the Carpenter one was based off of. Oh, wow. So, okay. No, this is the third one, 2011 movie. And I know, because you pitched at me of possibly doing the John Carpenter one. And I was like, it kind of made its money back. So it kind of, like, maybe. And then I found out that they kind of remade it. Yeah, that one also wouldn't have been as fun. Yeah. there's not a lot to critique there. Yeah, yeah. it's a very simple story. Yeah. Very yeah. slow. Yeah. Critical flop. I don't uh, think commercial flop. Oh. oh. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Um, well, okay. So in... This 2011 movie was directed by Matthew Von. Another mushmouth moment. I cannot pronounce his name. He is Norwegian or Swedish? He's Swedish, right? I would the, hope he's Norwegian. Yeah, I think uh, the, yeah, Mathis Von Hydrogen Jr. Can I take a shot? Yes. Can I see it? Oh, yeah. Mathis Van Hagen Jr. Oh. Oh. That's, I don't know why that he acted good. like that. <laughs> <right? Yeah. laughs> and he's a son of a, oh, he's Dutch. Um, Not he, even close to Norway. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is the son of a Dutch film producer. His, his same name, a senior. Um, he mostly did like commercials after the film. He didn't really get back into filmmaking, but I think he's doing okay for himself. Um, and this movie is starring Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, yeah. Who will be coming back onto this podcast. For for what? For uh, her first role. As a guest? No, 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 no. Um, as, because she was in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus, versus the, the world. world, and it did not do well. <gasps> it didn't? No, oh, it bombed. I love that movie. Oh, boy. I have a friend who thinks that movie is really racist, but... Yeah, that's probably not wrong. (laughs) And then um, Joel Edgerton. Um, I don't know if he'll come back or not, but probably. All these actors probably have thoughts. He's prolific. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably a... uh, A Terminator movie. You could do Gringo. That movie sucked. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. We may have to do that. Um, So this, this movie, The Thing, is a prequel to the 1982 film... Both are based on the novella of Who Goes There. And um, we'll get into it, but it is, it does feel like it is, it, well, it starts, it ends where the the 80s movie starts, as we'll get into. And it's so, and they're both called The Thing. It's not The Thing prequel or anything, which episode is Episode so one weird. or episode two. Yeah. Revenge just, of The Thing. <laughs> 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 so the budget for this film was uh, $38 million. 
the box office was $31.5 million, which is not that bad. No, that's not bad at all. They Nobody's probably, happy, though. Yeah. They're not happy now. Yeah. Uh, they're they're going to get roasted on this podcast. <laughs> um, so, Joel Edgerton does listen to this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big fan. He's not going to be happy with... Sorry, Joel. Um, so my pitch for this film is to just... I don't know. I feel like... Because I'm not a huge fan of the original. I'm not... I've seen it. I'm not like a huge... The thing head. You're not a thingy? Yeah, no. Mm. Um, uh, so I feel like this movie could have done... Well, to make it better, I feel like, was just to flesh out the main character. Oh, yeah. Mary, Winstead, or Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character was just flatlining, and then she kind of like jumped, and then you're like, okay, I guess I accept this new version of yourself midway through this movie, and then that's it. And they kind of touch on how like sexism is prolific, but not really in the science community. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I, I buy that for yeah, sure. Yeah, but they didn't really, like, they were like, it's there, and then they leave. And then alien shit happens. Anyways, uh, what is your pitch for this movie, Jason? Uh, well, I also had a problem with Mary Elizabeth said I feel like all of the characters were kind of like, I did not know anybody's personality. No. Except for Tormund's, but only because he's Tormund. Yeah. Yes. The guy who played Tormund in Game of Thrones. Yes. yes. I, um, was, I was surprised he was in this. That, and, was, that was a fun discover. Yeah, yeah. And he had his original accent, too, because yeah. he is uh, Nordic or whatever yeah. he is. Not, not a but surprise. My main pitch would be, and this is only because I'm such a big fan of the original, slow it down, make it more of a murder mystery. Totally. Instead of just like alien shit out the wazoo. Yeah. yeah. Can we swear on this? Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. It treats, this movie is, if this is like mapping to alien, this is alien, this is aliens, where it's just more of them, more explosions, more, it takes away like any of the mystery, mm-hmm. any of like who done it or anything. It's just like, boom, there's fucking aliens here. We got to run. And that's why there's no character development like yeah, what you were saying. I feel like the most interesting parts of this was when they started accusing each other. Right, which is the entirely what the, the first one is. is. Yeah, yeah, because like I think this is a perfect example when you compare the two of like less is more in terms of horror. Because like when you see the whole thing, it, like there was never a moment in the original where the thing is stalking like Kurt Russell through the halls as a, a crazy monster, like yeah. flesh monster. <laughs> right. It's always in disguise unless it's backs against the wall. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, that's the weirdest thing to me. Like, because, uh, and we'll talk about it more, but I feel like it was so weird that it was so pre, like, uh, um, pri- um, primitive as an alien, but it had a spaceship. Yeah. Too. A, like, a it was sick scre- spaceship. Yeah. It was screeching and, like, flailing and getting frightened at certain places and starts, like, attacking people. But then, like, it had, like, a cool spaceship that mapped the stars and, like, yeah. it, it, it was capable of space travel or something. The spaceship in the 80s one was just a straight-up flying saucer. <laughs> and the worst part of that one is, like, in the first scene is it just, like, in space, like, being a dumb flying saucer and uh-huh. you see it crash. I think that scene is so unnecessary. <laughs> but the spaceship in this is, like, a straight-up sci-fi spaceship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so your pitch is to make it more of a murder mystery. Yeah, just slow it down, get that, like, tension instead mm-hmm. of just, like, alien, oh, yeah. alien, alien, alien. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for me, I would love 
to see more alien and for it to talk to somebody <laughs> like an actual intelligent alien. Okay, that's my pitch now. An intelligent alien that is a good foe in its creepy form or like as a when, when it's in disguise like having a conversation with Mary Elizabeth Winstead being like this is what my deal is. Um I think yes. Yeah. Either way, it has a mouth. It, could, it has several <laughs> mouths. Point. So it could speak. So um let's get into the film. Um so I also noted that um, I don't know because you watched. How did you watch it? Was it through the Google? Um, rental? I just read it. On Amazon. Oh, okay, okay. So we watched it on Amazon too. Was it weird to you guys that there was an FBI anti piracy warning yeah. at the top? Is that it's almost like a DVD? Yeah, they just ripped yeah. the DVD part of it. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird because I've I have I I don't remember seeing those ever because now we watch it on streaming. Yeah. Right. And it had the old school Universal logo. Yeah. yeah. I think that was an homage. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it opens on a vast expanse of snowy terrain. Terrifying music plays. And it, I I do like the music. The scoring is very similar to the original, what I can remember. Um, would you guys say? Yeah. 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 Well, they directly rip some Ennio Morricone stuff. Oh, and really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the same composer or no? I don't think. Like across the board, but I know in like one scene specifically, they just took the score. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's messed up. Yeah. Um, a subscript appears and it says it's Antarctica, winter 1982. And also throughout this whole film, I forgot it was set in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. I. They did, really don't do anything about it. Right. I don't know if that's necessary. Uh huh. But I just, you would like a sense of that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, and then a snowmobile that's like kind of a van thing comes into view. Inside it is someone listening for something in the floor, the ground, the ice underneath them. And I was also like, wait, what are they searching for? They never really like mentioned that they found something, a ping or something like that. I think they mention it once when they're like, we're not going back home with X, but we got this alien, and I didn't hear what X was. Oh. But I mean, I it was just kind of like generic, like Arctic research. Yeah, Whatever yeah, yeah. they do for Arctic research. Yeah. Yeah, because um, usually people, whoever studies the Arctic, um, Antarctica, is like checking on the ice, you know, the levels uh, yeah. and like uh, global warming stuff. It could have had like some sort of element. It was made in 2011. Could have had something about that. This was pre-Al Gore, the Arctic. Oh, very true. <laughs> There's the 80s part of it. <laughs> um, so they're all speaking in uh, Norwegian. One of them is telling a dirty joke. And um, I think it was something about like a kid humping a grandma or something. And then the kid turns to his dad and says, how, how, that's how it feels when you're humping your mom or something? Yeah, when you see someone humping your mom. Yeah, I, I miss this entirely. You what? Really? Yeah, yeah, I do not remember this it at all. It opens yeah. on a dirty joke. That's what wow. it opens with, yeah. Um, so one of the guys, Olaf, there's so many people, like so many people in this movie, and I don't remember their names. Yeah, too many white guys. Yeah. Too many white guys who look exactly the same. They look exactly the same. Um, and so it was very hard for me to differentiate everybody, so I'm just going to call them some, like, I've tried to name them, but it's going to be very hard because there's like 12 of them or something. They mentioned that there's 12 Norwegian men. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so Olaf found something, so they stop, and then the van just falls into a crevasse. 
mm-hmm. and um, it stops short of uh, of the bottom. Is this mentioned at all in the second part that they find like the snowmobile in the crevasse or not? No, no. I think it's just yeah. They don't really. It doesn't talk. It, there's very little allusion to the kind of where this virus came from. It's kind of in the same way that they're just like we have to deal with this right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's no like. Yeah, it doesn't talk about the crevasse or anything. Oh, okay. Um, so they turn on the headlights and finds a metal sh- um, thing. It's not very clear. Did you see it at all? Like, like in- what the spaceship is? Yeah. No. 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 And then the title comes on. It's the thing. Um, and then it cuts to a camera view of a hairy cave. <laughs> I was like, what is this? That thing looks so much like the like the practical effects the thing in the eighties one. I was like, yeah. do they just know about aliens? And she's like doing an alien autopsy yeah. right now. Is it, I didn't know if that was an homage or just like she's I, supposed I, to be working on like a frozen. I wolf. think it was. It was yeah. a. It's a. It's a bear. It's supposed to be a bear. But okay. yeah, yeah, it's an homage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So like, there's a. She's working on this bear, and she's like has her headphones in, and then she gets scared by this uh, security guard who brings in two dudes. Um, so the main character, who's uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, her character's name is Kate. Uh-huh. Oh, because my, my wife's name is Kate. Okay. We get <laughs> it, Adam. You're married now. Well, oh, is that new? Uh, yeah, yeah. A few weeks. Oh, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. I, I did not bring that up for, for that congratulations at all. <laughs> sure. Send gifts to... <laughs> <laughs> um, so the two guys that come in is Adam and Saunders. Like Saunders, Saunders is this like arrogant doctor dude who wants to bring her onto this crew to because she what is she a pathologist or a paleontologist paleontologist yeah. where she's like um, they they've discovered something that's all he's saying he won't spe- speak about it anymore and they. They mentioned that they discovered a specimen, which is already kind of like red flaggy. And it was like, because he only, he's like, you are either in or out on this. And she has like no time to like, to like really think about it because she has to go to this mystery thing. Do we also know what Saunders' job is? Because it's, I think in like the Wikipedia like character description, it says like alien specialist for Norway, and I was what? like, <laughs> really? what? They gave so much background on Wikipedia, but not in the movie at all. Yeah, I don't know if that's accurate. That he's like, maybe he's based on the. Is he like the, the ancient book? aliens guy? Of- <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Because, yeah, what's it, uh, Eric Christian uh, Olsen, his character, is like, I've been working for this guy for a long time, and this is the first time I've seen him this excited. Yeah. So I guess it would make sense he yeah. would be this excited if he was a specialist, alien specialist. Or is he just generic science guy yeah. who just like is jazzed about any like big discovery? Uh, yeah, don't they don't know. talk about it yeah. at all. Yeah. Because a- Mary Elizabeth the one said and Eric Christian also know each other. Yeah. I don't think they get into that at all, but no. it's like. I assumed they were dating. Yeah, that's what oh. I thought it was. Because he comes in and says, oh, you forgot. And I was like, oh, yeah. they're dating. There was a yeah, history there, there or some something. stuff cut out of that one. Yeah. Um, I wonder what I to see the Eric Christian Olsen, Joel Edgerton fist fight over <laughs> Marilyn's That would have been great. Yeah. That would have been great. Not that there's any chemistry between those two. Yeah, but. there's no, no, there's, everyone's like flatlined in this movie. Like their relationships are A, a mystery and kind of like maybe there's like, 
Will they, won't they a lot throughout the movie? That's the mystery of this movie. <laughs> Will they or won't they actually explain these characters? Yes, exactly. So she decides to join and then she it, it cuts through the helicopter flying to Antarctica. One of the co-pilots who is uh, played by Joel Edgerton, um, his name's Sam and then the other one's Derek, the other pilot. And they're Are you like, couldn't pronounce Ottawale? Oh, I don't I can't do the, I can't like, the last name. That was the reason why. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I want to give him credit, but I don't want to mess up his name as well. Should we get it right now? Uh, yeah, it is. Adewale Akinuye. Ooh, there's more to it. Uh, Akinuye Akbaji. Ooh, yeah. that is, that, that's, an intense, Ooh. that's an intense one. Mr. Echo from Lost. Oh, yes. Croc from Suicide Squad. Oh, th- yeah. was it Croc? Killer Croc. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so Sam asks if... Um, if, if uh, Kate was from the U.S., I had to rewind this twice because I, and then I, afterwards I like had to put on like subtitles because I thought he said, "Is she new ass? She's new ass." Because I kept on hearing that. I was like, "Whoa, it's going in hot in this movie." That lends a lot of credence to your sexism and science. Yeah, exactly. But no, he says. She's U.S. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. That. Um. So I w- was like, okay, and I had to rewind that several times. I think you were coming in this movie with an agenda. <laughs> yeah. And you wanted to hear what you wanted to hear. <laughs> I wanted more sexism. <laughs> it was set in the '80s. She's a dog, or like a sci- a professional scientist, and she was very young too for She's being very young. And she would be well, other than and hip Juliet, who is also there. Like mm-hmm. this would be the first woman they've seen in like years, years. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I was even surprised that Juliet was there already. Like another uh, female scientist, and they don't really talk about what she did. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's very like modern. Like, well, we're not going to not put women in this yeah, because yeah. that would be insane. Yeah, but like the first one is very like all about how they're because in the the '80s one it's only men. Yeah, yeah, and that's like very intentional because it's super like plays into the testosterone element mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Also, I kind of was afraid for her. Like I was afraid that if she was because they the pilot in that scene they were like you don't want to be stuck in a cabin with twelve other men, and I was like. God, yeah, you don't. Because they mentioned that there's a storm coming. And um, they're like, I was like, ooh. That would have been funny uh, if it's the if it's like a Dolly Parton-esque. Nine working, to five? Yeah, nine to five version for the thing. Uh-huh. Where she's like, hell no, guys. No, it's it's the 80s. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to wear my shoulder pads in the 80s. <laughs> where were the shoulder where pads? Where were the shoulder pads? And I'm going to chess match this alien. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they land at the station at called Thule. Um, they immediately whisk the. They almost immediately like as soon as they land, they were like, "Get in this car. We gotta go check this thing out." They didn't even give them time to like unpack. It's or, an alien. It's yeah. a pretty big deal. I yeah. get that. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then they climb below the crevasse. The trio include so it's like Adam. Um, and then Kate and Sa- Saunders meet their Norwegian counterparts almost perfectly because, like, Juliet's there and then one other guy and then that one doctor. What's his name? Colin? Go- no. no. Colin's the British guy, I think. Oh, yeah. He's the, yeah. And then, um, yeah, just some other 
uh, like leader of the Thule, whatever. And um, they make it down to the sh- uh, to the ship. It's like this huge platform that they believe is has been there for a hundred thousand years, which is so crazy. Yeah, like it didn't need to be that old. No, it didn't need to be that old because it was weird. Because like, how would they test that? Yeah, carbon dated the like metal, the alien metal. I don't know. It is kind of unclear how long it's been since they like crashed into that crevasse and like then flew her out there. Yeah, it's true. Because, um, well, I guess they could test it by like how much snow, I guess. But then yeah, it would I guess they melt. Carbon date the ice around yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm assuming it's a, a long while has passed because mm-hmm. one, that thing they had to be like taken out of, like discovered, or at least maybe not died or whatever. But then there was a lot of there was like a whole tunnel and stuff you have to dig through. Yeah. Which takes a while, I'm assuming. So, yeah. Very uh, convenient that I feel like after 100,000 years, like, because that the thing when they found it, like, in the ice away from the ship because it was trying to, like, escape, mm-hmm. it was just right there on the surface <laughs> of the ice. <laughs> Almost perfect. Yeah. yeah. Because it couldn't have gone far. And it also didn't look like they checked anywhere else. Like, yeah. there was just, like, this perfectly checked out square of yeah. ice that they, like, found it. Yeah, exactly. And you can't really see. It just looks like a dark mass. Like, I couldn't get... Yeah. Like, it looks like a claw. It could have been a scarf for all we know. That, flew, <laughs> that ended up in Antarctica. In the ice. Uh, I don't know. There's my scarf. <laughs> it could have been anything. Um, so, they ask Kate how long it'll take for them to get it out of the... Uh, like, cut the ice block with the creature in it out of the uh, ice and she's like it will take half a day which I feel like is bullshit <laughs> because how would she know She, it's like a I love the light but her take is well assuming you have all the right equipment half a day yeah I mean <laughs> did we really do the work here writers yeah. Did I mean did you have to put like you also didn't need that you could just be like cut to them having gotten it out no yeah, yeah. Um, Because later that night, um, Kate asked someone about the ice quality. And it's like this long scene of them discussing how they were going to do it. And then this is where we find out that the wildling from Game of Thrones is in this movie. Um, (laughs) Tormund Giants Bane. Yeah, yes. Tormund Giants Bane. Doing a really cool accent. Yeah. uh, I think it was uh, Saunders asked Adam that people... Like, he tells him that people need to be off of the radio because he doesn't want any of this to get out. And he wants... I have a critique about yeah, him yeah. saying that and then a, something he does later. Uh, oh, well... We, we'll do, we'll yeah. talk about it when we get there. Okay, okay. Um, and then there's a dude whose his name is Lars with a dog. And I was like, good lord, the dog. And I, I again, I... Also, ha- the I dog does show up early. Yeah. Okay, then we never see him again. Yeah, you see it like barking for a quick sec, and oh. then the next time you see it is when it's being thinged. Yeah. Stupid. It's, it's a real, like kind of, they insert it with Lars, because Lars is there because he can't speak English. They were like, oh yeah, don't mind him, he doesn't speak English, because he only hangs out with the dog and stuff. Yeah. Um. So they are, like, all of them are all abuzz about this creature, and I was like, why is no one like having an existential thought about this is possibly an alien? Yeah. Now that you mentioned it, I'm like, nobody's really like letting it sink in. Like they have that party where they're like, 
fuck yeah, alien. But yeah. it's like, you're not thinking about like, Wait, the, like what the, the implications of this for yeah. like humanity. Yeah. yeah, they have like, like, because as doctors, they are scientists, they should know that contact with anything outside of this realm could bring disease. Oh yeah, the Stephen Hawking thing. Yeah, like if we should never get into contact with any aliens because we will could get contract space aids or something. <laughs> yeah, small, who knows? Space smallpox. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, technically, that's what this was. <laughs> yeah, blood. Uh, yeah, blood transfused. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got me there. Transmitted. Uh, uh, while definitely ever- physical contact. Oh yeah. Oh god. <laughs> that was a really fun part. Uh, while everyone is asleep. Kate can't sleep, and she's actually sharing. She's sharing a room with Juliet because they're like, "Oh, finally, another woman we could have bunk bed in." <laughs> and I don't know what the scene was. She was just staring outside into the stars. That's remember? probably why I don't remember the scene. Yeah, it's a useless scene. They could have cut small, this out. But I guess okay. So I think this. I think you do have something to the feminist angle here. Yeah. I mean, obviously, because it is kind of like, you know, the woman is right type of thing and the men have their hubris. Uh-huh. But I do think it's like there is a level of like, don't listen to the woman. You're not here to think. Mm-hmm. There's like multiple of those things. And then like the two women being like, we're in it together, right? Yeah. yeah. Type of thing. And then she's also staring out at the stars because I think she is actually having an existential crisis. She's the yeah. only one that's not like focused on the hubris. I wish any of that was out loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that we could see her as a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie is an hour and 43 minutes long and it could have easily been like two and a half for sure with, yeah. More, yeah. with more space in there. It definitely like felt like it was flying by even yeah. though every time I watch a movie now it's like three hours because I had to take a break <laughs> uh, but this one just felt like it was just scene by scene by scene is moving yeah I mean because like Eric Heisser wrote it and he's the arrival guy so I feel like there's a long ver- like a long way more complex version of the story that he oh. probably wanted yeah. Totally. yeah I mean but he was brought on to rewrite I don't know he uh. probably just did whatever the studio told him <laughs> um, so the next morning the crew like so I have an issue with this. We never see them like hauling it out of the ice. We just, it just cuts to them bringing it back to Thule, like on like a sled and the dogs on top of the ice just hanging out. So I was like, gotta get that talking. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, why couldn't they just like, they were talking about it for so long. We didn't get even get to see them do it. Like there was no like, like, I don't know, stakes about, like, them getting it out of the ice. Yeah, I think that especially could have had a lot of tension of, like, we don't know if we're going to wake this thing up. Yeah. Well, I mean, they probably don't think, they assume it's been dead for 100,000 years, yeah. I guess, but. Yeah. So, um, as they were hauling it in, I called them the three helicopter dudes, <laughs> which is Sam, Derek, and then Griggs. Griggs, yeah. Yeah, Griggs. Um, sit watching them haul it in. It's all covered. And, um... And then in the room, they're examining the creature. Adam exclaims he's never believed in this shit before. And then one of them's like, oh, really? I've been believing since the beginning or something. And it was like, wow, nerds, nerds. <laughs> this is a running uh, theme on the podcast is that Mary hates nerds. <laughs> For good reason. Yeah. <laughs> so That scientist who fucked it all up. Yeah. Total yeah. dork. Yeah, they were all dorks. Like, if they weren't so excited about it, you know what I mean? They would could have been, like, level-headed and been like, okay, we got to do this whole process. 
They could be like disease that's frozen in the ice on this creature. Let's take our time. Let's like, yeah. Yeah, it really should have been handled with like a quarantine type of thing, not just brought to a cabin. Yeah. There was no like mask. They were very confident. (laughs) (laughs) Hubris. Yes. Um, Then one of the doctors, so Saunders like just tells everybody, I'm going to take a sample right away. And it was like... Kate just steps up and she's like, she's like, no, we got to do this whole process and stuff. And, um, and then like, even though, and he just like railroads her. She, he basically pulls her aside and says, never do that again. It's so funny. (laughs) She's like, please don't insult me in front of the guys. (laughs) Cause like, we don't know what. I don't think he's like in charge of this mission. No. So it's like it's not like he's anybody's boss. She's a freelance person. Yeah. She's gonna be there for a couple of days. It's not like there's a hierarchy to maintain. Also, they need her too. Yeah. I don't know. There and he was the one that hired her. Right. So uh, like, and then he's like, uh, "You're not here for your brains. You're here f- to like listen to me or whatever." Yeah, I was you're like, not here to think. You're just here to. Yeah, the scientist I hired isn't here to, <laughs> Which I, here to think. That actually reminds me, I have a huge problem with how she was hired. Because yeah. the fact, it's like, oh, you know a guy? <laughs> like, that's yeah. how, yeah. like, I need a paleontologist. You know somebody? It's like, yeah, I, I can, dated this girl in college. She's can they keep the now. biggest secret yeah. in the history of ever a secret? But so I'm saying, it's like, if he kind of knew, he kind of knew it was an alien, you yeah. want to, you don't want to like rush a paleontologist this you want the top of the top paleontologist yeah. also norway would want to keep it in the house they don't want yeah. to like bring the u.s into this yeah unless you're trying to make a movie with english speaking characters <laughs> very tr- like yeah where was she working she could have been working in norway i thought she was in a morgue she was in columbia you. university oh she was yeah. oh he, he flew from norway to new york to recruit her and then flew back to the arctic like, this way, you can just call. And again, great would have been great character development. She starts out as a very shy kind of nerd or whatever uh, that has like, but has substantial knowledge of this. Yeah, a great cut to like her doing a lecture of like, and this is why you know we've learned from our past and we mm-hmm. have to be careful, whatever. Something that whatever sets the up her theme character. is, yeah, yeah. yeah. sets up her character, and then we get to see her just fucking unravel into the chaos of this what this yeah. alien yeah. brings. But no, she's just. Listen to a Walkman, and she knows a guy, so she got hired. Yeah. Nepotism. She's just a total, like, science robot. Yeah, yeah like- exactly. Um, so back with the ice, some guy is drilling the biggest drill and, like, not even being very careful with it into the ice to get a sample of the specimen. And they, like, as soon as it breaks through, they, like, everyone jumps and, like, and then they pull it out and they get that specimen. It was like, really? This is science. <laughs> this is real science right yeah, now, right? Science is drilling. Yeah. <laughs> so later that night, the crew cool off with beers, music, and pool. <laughs> so here's the scene that pissed right me room. off so much. When he was like, announces to everybody who's there, some of whom are just like random U.S. helicopter pilots, we just found an alien. This is the biggest thing ever. Yes. You don't want to keep that a secret? No. Because, like, imagine how cooler the movie would have been if, like, once the alien escapes, none of those guys other than, like, the main scientists knew it was an alien. Oh. And they're like, yeah. hey, guys, uh, go look for this thing. That's that's what the, sh- the movie should have been. It yeah. should have been one person knowing it was an alien and then trying to, like, because of his hubris, 
trying to keep it under wraps because he still wanted that discovery inside this one thing. Because that would have made it different from the first one still, but then still also have all the action and shit yeah, too. And you can really play on the whole doppelganger thing yes. because the guys don't even have any idea they're looking for a doppelganger. Oh, yeah! Because for this entire movie, I like... I kind of knew where the thing was at any given point in time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like you could figure it out pretty easily. Like yeah. what who was who and like Yeah. Oh, I guess we should get to that. Yeah. That. So um They're drilling. Yeah. They, they jump. Yes. In in the other room, the ice is melting at a rapid speed. I was like, how? We're it, in, it's in a cabin. Yeah. I, I don't know. Is like, it implied that it's like biological? Functions are now like kicking back up and smelting it. Yes, maybe, maybe that's the reason. Yeah. Like, I think they should have like sh- had a shot of the hole itself, and then like saw like that it's moving through the yeah. hole or something, or, like a tentacle. Yeah, out, like, yeah, like garbage compact. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, something to make sense of the scene, and then um. A rambunctious Norwegian exclaims they found a fucking alien. And I was like, finally, someone (laughs) is having a reaction to what's happening. Singing continues. Sam tells Griggs to go out and get the captain's stash, which is like the alcohol that they keep on their helicopter. And I was like, you already know it's bad news. (laughs) This is like a weird red herring, I guess. I mean... Well, so while he's going to get the alcohol, they have um, Ottawale going to like alone to check out the alien in the ice. So it's like we have two separate things. We know something's bad. Yes. And um, we so, just don't know which one is going to be. Yeah. So as he's checking out the ice monster, like the dog is freaking out in this in its kennel. It's cr- like I cry bullshit because he was just integral part of this uh, research team and he's not partying with his owners. <laughs> and why was there only one? Why was he there? The dog? Yeah. yeah. If there, if He's kind of a sled dog, isn't he? I don't know. I mean, you can't have one sled dog, so I don't know. Maybe they all died. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know why you just have one. Yeah, if he's a pet, then why wasn't he inside? That's... It's I don't weird. know. I don't think they're like hunting for anything or like. Yeah. Just companionship. Yeah. yeah. Just leave that dog outside of the blizzard, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the room with the ice monster, um, Derek walks up to it and then he goes to, he like, he examines it. And then all of a sudden, someone just screams boo at him. And it just, that scared me, too. Like him getting scared at the same time. And then he walks away, and the goddamn alien jumps through the ice and into the ceiling. Which I did not, because I did not thought that was, I didn't think that was scary. Like the no, no, not scary at all. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, this is what this movie's gonna be. It's like yeah. we all know. That's the thing. It's like the thing is they call it the thing. It's like Jaws. It's that level of like mystery. We there's imagination. The thing that we don't see is always gonna be scarier than the thing that we we do. And it's like. All right, we're gonna start this off with like that's what it looks like. Great. Now we're just gonna fucking expand on on what it can do. Yeah. I mean, it looked like a cockroach to me, like a giant Which cockroach. I, I hate it. Like I liked it so much more as like an amorphous goo thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So it he runs out back to the party. Um. And 
I was like, also, the people at the party were totally unaware that something crashed through the <laughs> ceiling in the same cabin. Well, they're all buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> and singing Norwegian songs. I, uh, I did, see, re- during research, I saw that they were allowed to improv that scene. Oh, really? Because they were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I know how to party. <laughs> they were like, well, we're not, we don't know how Norwegians party, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they don't believe him at first, and then they go examine um, the room, and everyone is in awe. Why wasn't anybody sh- shitting their pants? Because they thought it was dead. Uh, do they have time to shit their pants? No, they don't. I don't think they do. Yeah, yeah this is where we're going from zero to like a thousand. Right yeah. Um, All like... You know, I'll give them props. Men of action. Yeah. Like, they just got out there and did the thing. Yeah, because they all, like, split up into, like, twos or threes. And I was like, I feel like Derek should have been, like, freaking out. He saw something jump from, like, was dead and yeah. then jumped into the air. He was not taking... There was, like, no moments. Yeah, no, I take it, Mary, you have a good point. Yeah. That, like, some of them should have been, like, I'm not... Even in two or three, I'm not going out there. Yeah. yeah. It was It was dead. And they think it's a... A hundred thousand years old, and it's an alien. No yeah. one knows what's going on. And honestly, that's why they, this movie should have been just a sequel. Yeah, because then it would have warranted them just being like, because they do, they discover how to defeat it. Mm-hmm. Like in the thing, it takes a while for them to realize, like, oh, we need to burn it. Like they can't just stab it or whatever. They, yeah. they, t- it takes a while for them to to burn it, but they burn it. Immediately, and they kill one of them already. Yeah, like with, in the next beat here. I are flamethrowers just so readily available <laughs> in like also, Arctic yeah, research too. stations? Why do they have that? Oh, I'm assuming. Well, like you need like something to like melt ice, I guess. But I'm to, assuming to, that's to what have it is. like straight yeah. up like World War One flamethrowers <laughs> at the ready. I and know. they had two of them. Yeah, they had multiple of them. Yeah, and they were they easy to be. access very quickly. Yeah, just get and start pointing like um, threw them on like Ghostbusters. Yeah, so um. As Adam has mentioned, that they find it and it's ingest, like halfway ingesting somebody. And um, someone just grabs a flamethrower and starts burning the shit out of it and burns the ha- like the cabin that it's in. And then it falls to the ground and dies. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll save my comment until we, <laughs> we get to more thing action. Because there's some inconsistency with how strong the thing is. Really? Like, I mean, I mean, feel like sometimes, because that first scene where he kills the guy, he just like strips spears him with a tentacle uh-huh. from like, you know, like 50 feet away. Yeah. Right. And then later, when he can't even like get her in the vent. Oh. <laughs> He's just like slapping her in the face. I'll get you. little hairy tentacle. So also, we have to mention that the dog is gone. It's like, they check the kennel. It's a bloody mess in there. It's kind of yeah. important, I guess. Was it, were to believe it was eating the dog under that like bungalow thing when they I found it? I think so. Yeah. But I thought, I don't, I don't know. Was it in the, the original, the 80s thing? Was it eating people or was it cloning itself? It, it was, well, it does the thing where it like ingests them with a giant like mouth that just creates out of sight of itself. And uh, then, but it like quickly just like absorbs it and then can become it. Pretty fast. Yeah. I mean, you never you never see it becoming a person. It always like will. It was like, edited around. Yeah, like once it's backed into a corner, it'll explode into like a giant fleshy mess. Take somebody, break off part of itself, and go, and then just like they'll lose track of it, and suddenly somebody will be the thing, and they're like, we don't know who it is. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like this movie, but slower and better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the weird thing is that 
it's it's so it was like slowly ingesting that one guy when it was getting killed the first yeah, time. Yeah. So I was like, wait, what is it doing? Like, w- I wasn't sure like how fast or slow it was gonna is supposed to be. But in, now you guys clarified it. Um, so the one guy who witnessed the whole attack, he's getting examined, and it's like revealed that he, his blood pressure is low. So it's kind of alluding that he he got uh, infected or whatever. So in the dining room, Saunders tells the crew that they need to examine the corpse, the burned corpse. And everyone's like, fuck no, we just witnessed one of our crew members die. And, um, but like, I guess in Sam, um, the American co-pilot, he butts in, he tells them to destroy it. He's like, just, End it right there. Yeah. Just don't do it anymore. Um, and then he tells them he's going to take the lo- one survivor back to the hospital at Sanab. So here's, I guess, a point to talk about a weird thing in the movie. Joel Edgerton is like a direct copy of Kurt Russell's character from the 100%, original one. 100%, which is what I was saying. Yeah. But so, and they were like, we're going to make the lead a woman and make her more Ripley from Alien um, than McCready in the... Kurt Russell in the original one, but then they just make a character who's exactly like, McCready, <laughs> and also Ottawale, like the, the other pilot, the black guy. He's also supposed to just be uh, Keith David from the like it's yes, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's like an exact copy, yeah. As in, it is the thing. They think the the thing pretty yeah. much, yeah. But it's so weird to be like, we're specifically not going to make the main character this, but we're going to have another character be this guy and give him absolutely nothing to do. To- <laughs> You know, they they did change one big thing, though. They gave him an earring. Oh, I <laughs> noticed it. I, before it became a plot point, I noticed it. And I was like, interesting choice. It's I, the 80s. Yeah. It's I the 80s. I never noticed the earring until the ending. And we'll yeah. talk about it more. But um, so they they decide to, like, examine um, the alien. And in the room, Saunders cuts into the creature. And he starts pulling it apart with Kate's help. This is like the one thing that she's doing. She's just helping other people right now. She doesn't say anything. Yeah, also, she's a paleontologist, not like a medical doctor. And he's just like, you're the one who's going to help me. Yeah. And then... Again, a woman's assistant yeah. to do the grunt work. Yeah, I couldn't tell one of these guys to do it. Yeah, <laughs> These are the boys. <laughs> these are my boys. Yeah. Um, They start digging through. And then the the dude who was getting in the middle of being ingested... He uh, he's like encased in this embry- embryonic sk- sack kind of thing, and then they cut it apart, and it reveals that his face is kind of fading. It looks like it was melting or something like yeah, that. Yeah, getting pretty gaunt. Um, and then the one other female, uh, Juliet, it, of the group, runs out of the room, and she's like, "I was like, why don't you just throw up in there? It's so gross." Yeah, you could just throw up on top of that dead body. It yeah. wouldn't look any different. Yeah. Um, they press on as Saunders watches, and um, uh, Kate finds a titanium plate of a broken bone, uh, for broken bones, but the dude's arm is still intact. And so this is our first clue of, like, what's going on. And I don't recall. Was this a big plot point in the original? No. They didn't talk about this yeah, at all, the right? The whole, like, that it can't copy an organic material. Yeah. So, yeah, no. They uh, had a much more elegant way of finding out what the thing was. I think, <laughs> I, But I thought this was fun still. Yeah, it no, added, it, I didn't hate it. I was like, yeah, okay, this is a fun take. Let's see how this unfolds. Okay, well, it didn't really fucking matter. Great. Did, because I kind of don't like how we saw the how 
the sauce, the proverbial sausage was made. Like, I don't like that we open it up and saw, like, the yeah. embryonic sac thing. Like, I feel like that takes away a lot of, like... Yeah, it's, like, power. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, especially since this was my first kind of foray into the thing, I was like, it happens so fast. Like, you see the alien so fast, and, like, you see the kill so fast. Yeah. And it's just, like... It just happens so fast. And I was like, kind of ease into it, especially since it's a prequel, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, in a science lab, um, Kate examines the dude's tissue under like um, under a microscope. She freezes and calls Adam over to check out the very much alive cells of the dude. And then the alien cells attacking and imitating the, uh, his human cells. This was such bad acting. On uh, air, Christian. He's just like, it's like, it's like they're taking. It's be, they're cloning themselves. They're cloning the cells. <laughs> like, chill out, man. And then she's like, yeah, it's cloning things. He's like, I, I didn't say that. I'm not prepared to say that it's cloning something. <laughs> but you're also you already witnessed an alien, and nobody studied the alien at all. Like, it was just messy science work from the beginning. Yeah. So I blame them. Yeah. Well, also, they leave the alien alone in the, like, autopsy room at this point. I also had a problem. They left the, like, even, like, they didn't leave one person alone to watch the ice block thing. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were just like, cool alien, let's go get drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the next morning, Kate sees the the dude. He looks dead inside. He was walking off with the hella bros. <laughs> the hella bros. <laughs> the, the heli bros? The hell, heli bros. I had that. I like the Northern California bro. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. In the bathroom, Kate washes up and she notices like a b- bloody bits on the ground. She looks over at the shower and finds like a bloody mess and she runs after the helicopter, but it's too late. It's already in the air. Um, and then she's like starting to flag them down. And I was like, wait, so she already put it together that it's it's still alive? She yeah, she did a lot of mental work <laughs> in those like thirty seconds. Yeah, she well did. I could tell they were teeth. I couldn't tell they were fillings when she picked them up. Yeah, I think they. I figured they were fillings because they were like metal tiny yeah. bits and they were bloody. Yeah, too. Yeah. Um, and so and I was like also like, where did the blood from the shower come from? I think it's supposed to be like when the thing assimilates somebody, it kind of just like goes through a weird like yeah. transformation, metamorphosis, uh, blood everywhere thing. Okay, gotcha. Um, but the weird thing is that, okay, so so is the thing the cells or is it that thing we saw in they, the ice? They expand it way more in the 80s one of uh, just like yeah. the... The thing isn't like one thing. If like the thing like because like it does several times at the end of the movie where it just like shoots its arm out and the arm becomes like its own like spider uh, thing. That's two separate entities now, and that spider thing can do exactly the same thing as the main body. Like as long as any of its cells are alive, uh, yeah, it can infect. Something. That's why it needs to get burned. That's uh, what they discover. Okay, gotcha. And also. If that existed, it would be straight up impossible to beat because it could just like shoot like one atom of itself out, and it yeah. would it would keep yeah. on going. Yeah, because we'll find out later. But um, because so I kind of grazed over this, but like the girl who uh, Juliet, who was uh, like after she was like clearly throwing up about the autopsy, she's outside and she like Griggs comes over and pats her on the shoulder, and then that was the end of the scene. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. So well, like, was he like trying to get her a lot? Well, well, get. Let's get to this. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Sam's like trying to because uh, what's her name? Um, Kate's trying to flag down the helicopter, and Sam like decides like, hey, let's let's go and check this out. And I was like, wait, he was so set on leaving this place. Adam was. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry, Sam. You're right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah. The co-pilot. Yeah, he has such a connection with. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. <laughs> they wanted to fuck for sure. <laughs> I mean, kind of. The second yeah. he started talking, oh, we skipped over this. The second yeah. he started talking, be like, "Hey, uh, can you ask me a question? What's the Cavaliers up to? Oh, I don't follow football. Is a baseball team? Basketball. Is a basketball team? Oh, sorry, I don't follow that. Fuck town. Oh yeah, <laughs> that piping hot chemistry dialogue right there. Oh yeah, they are going straight to F town. Also, timely commentary on the Cavaliers. <laughs> <laughs> 2011. Oh, yeah. How, I, were, were they good in 2011? I think. I, yeah, LeBron was, that was like, Yeah, that was yeah. the height of their. I don't watch basketball. Yeah. Me either, but I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. So, um, as he's trying to land the helicopter, the survivor like sh- starts like twitching and he's like, you think he's going to transform. And then he looks up at Griggs and Griggs's face just splits apart. Yeah. Like it was weird because like it looked like Griggs, his. He was afraid, like right before his transformation. Well, yeah, because okay. the thing, the thing was afraid. Oh, yeah, it was afraid of being caught. Yeah, it knew the fact that they were landing was bad news for itself. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So like, we were supposed to, th- we didn't, we thought we were supposed to think it was the other guy, right? Yeah, like, right. The guy who's like panicking and like having these convulsions, and then it. Fake out, it's Griggs. Even though we saw Griggs go off by himself earlier. And, yeah. yeah, and um, I was. Yeah, I was slightly confused because at first, since, again, I am a novice at this, at first I thought that the survivor dude was having a mental breakdown and was the he was still embodying the thing. I don't know. It was yeah, weird. Yeah, it's like it doesn't explain, like, what his sickness was. Yeah. Because it kind of seemed just like PTSD. Yeah, yeah. Um. So his uh, face splits apart, and then the alien just comes out of his chest and goes, and the, the helicopter just spirals out of the air and then crashes Did behind the into like some mountains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you want to see Joel Edgerton and Adewale's reactions to it? Like, yeah, yes, totally. Uh, and we'll continue on with their story, but they do come back because obviously Joel Edgerton is the name. <laughs> well, I thought it was fun. I, when I first watched this, because is my second time watching this, I was like, oh, that's fun. They booked a pretty high actor and they just killed him in the beginning. I, <laughs> I love that. I, I love shit like that when they fake when they fake you out to think this is going to be one story oh, and it's not. Yeah. I do think 2011 was pre-Edgerton renaissance, though. Uh, really? I what, like might have been was, the, what I don't was know. coming out? What, what, what yeah, year was, that's a good question, actually. I well, would imagine... He had been in, like, Warrior already, I think. and I would imagine Avatar was around this time. Oh, right. uh, was he? That wasn't him. That was... Uh, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. That was right. the guy who looked exactly like him. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone sends out an SOS. And I think it was Colin at the... Um, the ham radio and nothing's going through because the storm's coming. And Too then, much interference. <laughs> and then Saunders points out where the copter crashed and some people were like, we gotta go check it out. And I was like, do you? Do you really? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're dead because it was a pretty bad crash. I mean, I would still want to check it out. That's true. Like the- Seeing dead bodies always cool. <laughs> 
Um, we learned anything from Stand By Me. I was just going to say, you're a big Stephen King fan, <laughs> yeah. huh? Um, so uh, Kate goes into the bathroom again. She finds that the blood was cleaned up. And then in the room, a small crew is forming to leave the camp. And uh, Kate comes in and says, that's not a good idea. Because she starts explaining, and she sounds like a crazy person. Because it happens so fast in her like mental capacity of like what's happening right now. Like, I was like, how are you not taking a moment and not feeling like this is crazy? Yeah, they really just went straight for plot city. Yeah, because she is there. She It's completely plot driven. Like, she's there just to stop these people from leaving or, like, explaining that, like, there's something among them. And, um, and she starts trying to, like... She t- explains that she found something under the mar- microscope and she points to Adam and says, like, he seen it too. <laughs> and he, oh. and he's like, not me. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know what I saw. I don't know what I saw. Dude. I'm not friends with the lady. <laughs> I just met this chick. I'm one of the boys. <laughs> what a wet blanket character. Like, didn't need to be there. No. I, oh. There was already too many people There's in too this many movie. people in this yeah. movie. For a tiny cabin in Antarctica, like they would run out there. A, they're running out of supplies. Why wasn't there any mention of supplies? Oh, that would have been fun too. Yeah, a little survivor action. Yeah. Um, so, because, like, it's. Oh, never mind. I'm trying to make. Also, like, a whole part of their camp burnt down yeah. via flamethrower. <laughs> um, so she tells them, and, like, oh, it could have been great. She tells them that the alien is still here. And the crew, uh, but the crew, I think the crew leave anyways, right? Or they s- are still there. Is this? No, no, they never oh. leave to go find them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like when they're starting to like put the test together. Yeah, or something like that. So, um, so Juliet like pulls Kate aside and says like, hey, I think Colin's acting weird um, because he came out of the bathroom with a rag and then she stops because... The Colin dude's like watching them while he's packing up. And so she's, uh, Juliet suggests to Kate that they need to take away the keys. And I was like, Kate, just tell her to do it. Why are you like going with this person when you explicitly exclaim that somebody here is an enemy? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. She is like, (laughs) she's just letting her tell her what to do. Yeah, she's an idiot in this movie. She, I was like, why would, like you, you're the one that's acting like you're smart. I did think that was a good kind of playing into the whole like, we're the two women here. We're going to stick to it. Like have each other's backs. Yeah. The thing knows how to play women against each other. (laughs) He's read the game. (laughs) I don't know if that's part of the game, it's but true. I feel like that's He's, a sleazy pickup artist. No, it's thing. true. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, you, we saw earlier uh, the before the first thing died. He's really negging. Uh, Mary oh Elizabeth. yeah, <laughs> you look fat. In those pants <laughs> showed up. Said her Tinder profile didn't match what she actually looked like. <laughs> there was a big hat at the end. That was spoilers. There's a huge hat he's wearing to <laughs> peacock. Um. So, um. So they decide to go into this room to grab the keys, and I was like. Again, first thing, don't trust anybody. Don't go to a second location with anybody. <laughs> Never go to the second location. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Kate like r- goes through the uh, the drawer, and then she was like, "Wait, there's no fifth key," which was so stupid. I was like, "Why is there like? Why are you numbering these keys?" It is so. 
Uh, I guess I'll, I'll wait till the end for this one. Okay. I'll, I'll wait till post earring okay, okay. to bring this critique up. <laughs> post earring. <laughs> yeah. Because um, she he- she stops because she hears something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. And behind and you see her, Juliet disrobing. <laughs> yes, and so like we get a like again. It was so inelegant on how it was because you it just literally pans yeah. around and you see what's happening yeah. instead of just hearing letting the horror build. Yep. Well, I think that's just like the whole like we get we saw the John Carpenter's The Thing and it was such a mystery. Now people want to see what it actually does. Yeah. And it's like you think that's what you want. Yeah. But when it's a CGI like mess, it's yeah. not cool. I will say this was probably my favorite CGI in the film. I think because of the lighting, especially in the first one, it looked like confetti coming out of his out of his body because uh, yeah. it was daylight obviously uh-huh. so it's harder for CGI but because of, it was so dark in this one room I think it was the most like one that traveled the Uncanny uh, Valley pretty okay. well yeah but uh, the other ones were pretty trash yeah <laughs> yeah although I thought one of the kills later was like pretty metal not in like a <laughs> oh yes yeah. 100% yeah 100, that, for, that for sure so um, Kate turns around and she's seeing like uh, she sees that um, Juliet's become full alien. She throws a bookcase. She gets out of there pretty easily. I See, this is the problem with the inconsistencies of how strong the thing is because it could have just shot a tentacle right through her spine yeah. when, it had her, when she had her back to it. Yeah. I also, yeah, the idea of it having to transform all the time before it kills somebody is bullshit. Like really, all it needs to do is touch them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, literally... True. Just yeah. put a hand on. Because is that what happened when Briggs yeah. touched her? Like I think that's what like he got some sort of particulates on her. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. So okay. So I thought that it had to be like a blood to blood transfusion. No, it goes through Literally the skin. skin. Yeah, we see that. I mean, it, with it the just, metal thing, it's like living like, cells. It yeah. could just move through. Like that yeah. is. There's no. I feel like that. There's that, no beating that. Yeah. There needs to be some sort of rule, you know what I mean, to stop this. Because how would we know by the end of it? Well, that's partially why the 80s one works more. Because just like the limitations of practical effects make it so that the thing's powers are more limited. Yeah. And we don't understand it as much because we don't see it like move and we don't see yeah. minutia. Of yeah. It. Yeah. So in the hall... As like Kate's running, there's one guy who comes out and is like, What is happening? And then she's like, Run, run. And this idiot just stands there. He literally gets skewered by the monster female, the female monster. Oh, this, yeah. Classic, not listening to the person he knows there's an alien around. Yes. Is not concerned when somebody's running through the halls going, Run. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever understand the person that freezes in terror. Uh, well, yeah. you're like, such a hero. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you believe you're in your own thing. Like it, it is Halloween. You, I am wearing a Superman outfit today. <laughs> yes. Um. So Kate gets greeted by a dude with a flamethrower, just like right there, perfectly in the kitchen too. Like he just shows up, and they just burn it. Uh, as soon as that thing just goes gets through the doors they just starts burning her in his defense the second that this like thing gets out I would be jocking to be one of the flamethrower guys pretty hard (laughs) because you're such a hero yeah (laughs) (laughs) and because I do not want anybody else with a (laughs) flamethrower she gets into the like so like she's burning and she the uh, monster and then she's like burning 
and then she falls under like the she's like in the kitchen and then the kitchen sprinkler starts like going and I was like at this beat I was like oh there's gonna be like a turnaround where she like turns around and starts attacking them on fire yeah yeah no they just shoot her with blast her with more flame fire really tuckers them out <laughs> tuckers them out it, it really could just needs to be kissed by a little bit of fire yeah. and then it's nope we're good we're yeah. done Okay. You defeated us. I might walk past you. I might just take a stroll past you, but I'm not going <laughs> to do anything about it. Well, because the reason why I thought it was going to turn around was because the water, like the sprinklers were on it. And then oh, I thought yeah. the fire was going to go out and then it turns around and starts getting even pissed, more pissed. And that would have added more action because they wanted more action in this movie. I would imagine. Is that, was that? Well, the, I don't know. It yeah. just seems the way it's, I mean, the beats are. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like compared to the first one. I mean, I think there was definitely some like competition between action versus intrigue. Yeah, between in the creative department. Yeah. Um. So they they put the bodies the uh, out the two bodies and lighted them on fire again. So this and there's been a few up to this point. There have been a few scenes like this is the when they're on fire like surrounding it. This is like directly ripped from the '80s one. Oh, really? But that scene is so much more powerful than this one. It's insane. And this is the one where they take the Ennio Morricone like the the score. Oh, the score, the yeah. score, yeah. Because it's almost like have you ever seen the Deer Hunter? I haven't. It's the Deer Hunter's wild. It but it does this really great thing of like it's like an hour of like a wedding scene and all the main characters set up. They love each other. They do all these great things. And then they go, the main characters kind of go to war mm -hmm. and it turns so violent and so fucked up. And they, there's this big like Russian roulette scene where the two main characters are after each other and you're like wrenched. But the reason why is because you spent an hour with them at a wedding and right now, and what you're saying is it was so much more powerful than the thing it's because we kind of had that wedding in the beginning mm -hmm. where we got to know these characters. Yeah, in the 80s when you have, they're, they're not mired by them like pulling an alien out of the snow. So you just have like, you know, 10 minutes of just like chilling out at the Arctic base. Like, it's not like every guy gives like a diatribe about who they are, but you just see them living in their element. Yeah. So like, even though like you don't know what their backstories are, like you know their personalities and you care when they yeah, die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like there was no character building because they're like nonstop, like yeah. from A to B, like disease, basically throughout this whole movie. Um, so around the burning bodies, Kate explains how the alien works. One guy asks if it's still among them, and they decide to quarantine everyone and test each other's blood. And so, and I was like, how? Because you um. saw like the um, the aliens' uh, DNA. Well, yeah, I think it's just like you take a blood sample and you see if it has, you know how <laughs> classic science, under the microscope, the alien cells are spiky <laughs> and they take over the regular cells from people. Well, I Wasn't there something they needed to get a sample of the alien remains and then compare it to the... Right. Wasn't that part of it? Because that's I, why it wasn't as simple? I think it was... Oh, yeah, because then... I'm, I'm, the way my brain was, like the logic of it was like, if the alien, if you... Get it? Like if I was infected already, they would you would get a sample from me, and then you would get a sample from like uh the alien, and then try to have the alien uh, DNA try to like go into the cells. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. if it's already infected, then it, it wouldn't, wouldn't do, it. do it. Oh, I that, think I, that I kind of didn't, didn't. I think that's what they were trying to do. I maybe I didn't. I didn't like put any thought into it. I was just like, yeah, science, <laughs> science. <laughs> <A> blood test. <laughs> so microscopes. At the, so I was. 
uh, they uh, walk in. They spot two dudes walking over. It's Derek and Sam. They survived the crash. That doesn't seem likely. <laughs> and not only that, but like... They were so fucked up. <laughs> not only that, but like, how did they survive the winter? Like the night? Because it w- must have been like below. Like, I don't know how cold it yeah, gets. Yeah, his earring would have frozen off. <laughs> yeah. So Sam has an earring. I didn't even notice <laughs> An that. earring on his left ear. Yeah, on his left ear. Yes. Key. Key to the story. So, um... You know what they say if you have an earring on your left ear. <laughs> what? You're not an alien. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so they quarantine... good to know for West Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they quarantine Derek and Sam into, like, this little cabin. And they're confused as to what's happening. Because they... I don't think they tell them, right? That, um... That... There, there's an alien on the loose kind of thing. I think they do because he's like, "Is this really a good idea?" He gets all. He's actually not as like. He's very chill, which is like good direction. Is this really what you want us to do? You want us to leave? You want to leave us out here when there's something roaming around? He says something. I like asked that. you about the Cavaliers game. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we had a connection. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they, so to. Adam and Saunders are the ones that are testing the blood. And I was like, shouldn't there be a third person watching them and making sure that they're not the aliens? I mean, if you you go that far, which you should, everything breaks down because every single person as an individual who knows they're not an alien would be like, I do not trust anybody. Yeah. Yeah. There should have been like a whole group of them together, you know, because it's clear that the the alien's trying to like single people out. Right. It should really be like they do not leave each other's sight at any point and they all stay in the lab. Yeah. Like even um, Derek and Sam, they should have brought them inside and just made sure that they weren't aliens. Um, Yeah, because they're like, they can't do anything outside. They're surrounded by a blizzard, but it's like, we saw the alien jump out of a block of fucking yeah. ice. Like, and survive and eat things outside. So it could survive in this cold weather. It, yeah. it, it thrives in the cold weather. Uh, no. Actually, no? it doesn't like hot or cold. Yeah. But like, it doesn't die immediately in it's the cold. The, it's the basic kind of properties of like organisms in that like, it's like shit you put in. It's either, it's either you sanitize something by putting it in the freezer or you or you burn it or you cook it essentially and that's what it's like it's like a virus in that way okay yeah. pick a, a fever, side a cold or something like that. <laughs> I don't know um so in the uh, the so okay the lab goes on fire with everybody's uh, DNA it has been sabotaged and it was like again who left another it? scene from the 80s one is it well not not with fire but uh Wilford Brimley the diabetes guy <laughs> goes crazy and destroys all the DNA samples. That is so weird. Why would it be on fire when it's clear that the alien doesn't like fire? It's just trying to destroy all the... Because the alien is trying to... So the alien is the one who destroys the lab and it sets it on fire because it's trying to destroy its own DNA sample so they have nothing to compare it to. Oh, okay. Thank you. I was like, the whole time I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, So... (laughs) Every other time, new one, hundred <laughs> percent. Yes, yes, I was crystal clear on what's <laughs> happening on or out here. Um, so she pulls, like Kate pulls everyone in the room, in the dining room, and um, ex- she decides the only way they can do this is if they examine everyone's fillings. And so she, um, 
she grabs a flashlight. She shows that she has feelings. And then she starts like going through one by one on everybody. And I think uh, his name is Peter. Peter or uh, was it Lars? One of the guys he has like the flamethrower on. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. Um, so he's pointing at them and like he's making sure that she's going one by one. And then only half of the dudes were like, we're, this is so stupid. I was like, there's a fucking alien on the loose. You got to give in. It's like a group mentality. The only way you could survive is having group mentality. Uh, yeah. So what percentage of people have feelings? Like, I don't have any. I would have yeah. I I been the actual Adam. I'd be like, come on. Yeah. Because <laughs> I brushed my teeth. I'm going to be labeled an alien. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I think one of the guys was like, if I didn't have cavities, like, I'm going to be labeled an alien or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. I get the whole, like, well, we, the people with, with fillings that we can see obviously aren't the thing. Right. So, like, it's cool to check those people off. But just, like, this is not a exact system at all. Also, but it doesn't matter because this has no payoff later. Yeah. But the thing is, this was the best part of the movie. Well, this yeah. Was I was like, finally, okay, this is this was what the mm. original was like. People being like, no, you're it, you're it. And like, it seems almost like, uh, you know, Lord of the Flies, but yeah. with an alien or whatever. Well, yeah, so this is also another scene ripped from the 80s uh, one. But yeah. instead of the, the filling things, they have like, they have the Petri dishes of like everybody's blood. Oh, and if yeah. they they heat like a copper wire, and if they they touch it to the blood, if the blood if there's no reaction, then the person's a human. If it if there's a reaction, then the thing it's a the blood's a what thing the because fuck? even the even the blood is the thing. Yeah. So uh, if it gets like touched by heat, then it'll freak out. Okay. So and that seems way more tense. One because you know it's a sure thing. Yeah. And like everybody's strapped down except for Kurt Russell. And it's yeah. like it's literally it's that level. It's the, I mean about okay. So the tension in this scene is. Opening your mouth very slowly. Oh, I see feelings. Great, great, great. Yeah. But imagine the tension with like a blood, a pe- and a petri dish, and hot iron, and slowly bringing that down. Yeah. And then the ultimate payoff is it actually reacting like a fucking monster popping yeah. out of the petri dish. Oh, great. Which doesn't happen in this. And then the yeah, and the one uh, we don't need to keep comparing to the original yeah. one, but it's so much scary because like all the guys are testing are strapped down to the same couch. Oh, yeah. And they finally get to the one who's the thing. It's revealed he's a thing, and then he just starts doing like the the freaky thing yeah. freak out, and everybody's strapped to the couch next to him, going like, "Get me the fuck out of here!" Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Strapped to a couch next to this guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, that that is so much scarier. Because like the scariest part was just literally them opening their mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I guess you're supposed to be like it opens his mouth and then like attacks you with his yeah. mouth. Yeah, I didn't feel that tension at all. Yeah, yeah. So in the but middle any of any of the tension undercut immediately. Yeah. Well, the four. Okay, so the then it turns into be four by four, like it's four versus four uh-huh, essentially. Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, we got to go outside." So then it's two versus four, and I thought this is fun. This yeah. is fun now. Yeah, yeah. So they send the two guys. To yeah, yeah, two of the guys has to go outside to check on the Americans, which is uh, Sam and Derek, and they're gone. There's a hole in their cabin, and they're gone. I was like, "What purpose? <laughs> like, why? Why wouldn't they want to stay there or something?" Uh, well, because they're professional ninjas <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, I think at one point Lars he's one of the guys who doesn't speak any English he's the one of the guys that runs off and goes looking for them he's essentially the badass has yeah. flamethrower yeah has yeah. a flamethrower he gets grabbed at one scene <laughs> and then that was the end of his uh, like until the end until we see the end yeah which I knew like 
it's I didn't we're make supposed any to kind sense. of think it's the thing is grabbed him, but like I knew immediately it was yeah. the two American guys. Yeah. Well, we don't see him until the end of the movie, though. So we do sn- th- feel like he's dead until the end of the movie. Uh, kind yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's what it's essentially positing yeah. at. Well, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Next, the American guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they never explained why they did that, though. They wanted a flame <laughs> to de-arm him. He, yeah. We should also mention that he sh- he <laughs> the creepy nod to Mary Elizabeth Winstead uh, when she's just hanging out, like, huh? And then. Lars shows her around into a weird part of the cabin. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And it says, Grenades. Or <laughs> 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 whatever it is in Norwegian. And that's how he hits on her. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Everyone's getting at that ass. <laughs> the new ass. The new ass. <laughs> Um, that's the that's the name of this sh- yeah. that's the name of this episode. Well, technically, whenever the, the thing assimilates somebody, he's creating a new ass. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, so in the dining room, the possible aliens are like convinced. They're trying to convince Peter uh, to think otherwise because he's the one that has the flamethrower. Suddenly, someone bangs on the door. Kate decides to go and open it, and then um, there's an argument, and then a window breaks, pulling everyone's attention. Um, so the uh, the person at the door was uh, Tormund from uh, Game of Thrones. He's like. Lars has been captured, the aliens out there, and uh, the Americans are gone. And then they go down a hall, which is so stupid. You have this whole expanse of like Antarctica, and we get to see tiny corridors of this stupid cabin. Yeah. That was most of the scene, mm-hmm. most of the movie. Again, another thing from the original, too. Well, yeah, but that's it's used so much better because it's you're supposed to have that like isolated in this tiny yeah. community. Because, like, I don't know, fighting that alien like out in just like a like a tundra wouldn't be interesting. Yeah. It's also more night in the first oh, one, right? Yeah. That's a God huge damn. difference. Yeah, you you never see them just like walking around at night because there's it's at night there's a blizzard. So like whenever they go outside it's a big fucking ordeal that they're going outside. Yeah. yeah. Like also I think I don't know what time time of the year but doesn't Antarctica have like periods where it's never sun? Yeah. Yeah, 40 days a night. Yeah. Why <laughs> Why didn't they Did set it money? then? We should check, <laughs> yeah. actually. Wait, 30 days a night? 30 days a night, not 40 days a night. That's yeah. a Bible yeah. thing. <laughs> so, uh, well, 40 days and 40 well, nights. He did, okay, so he, no, he, sorry to diverge. He did 40 days and 40 nights, uh, uh, HeartNet. He did a movie called 40 Days and 40 oh, Nights. Oh, I don't think did, that's what I'm getting confused. But then 30 but days, 30 <laughs> days of night, night. of night is the, uh, is the vampire movie he did right. in Antarctica, right? You know what? Even if that movie didn't make money, I liked it. <laughs> Sorry, just had to address that. <laughs> okay, so um, Derek and Sam enter with like the fl- flamethrower, the stolen flamethrower, and they're like, "We didn't kill Lars," but they never explain what happened to him. He's just gone for the rest of the movie. And then there's like like a Mexican standoff, if you will, between like Peter and um, and uh, Sam, and then Derek shoots him. Yeah. Shoots him right in the face. In the face. Because he was about to fire on him. In the face or in the arm? I thought he just shot him like in the arm and kind of like in the side and he wasn't dead yet. But like he shoots the tank. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't think he was dead yet. I thought he shot him in the face. Oh, I thought he died once he hit the ground. Contested. (laughs) Contested. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I I don't know. Yeah, because I guess it fit 
was one shot, it would make sense to go through the chest and then through the back. Wouldn't he? De- he shot like a couple times. He definitely yeah. like hit him in the shoulder once, and then like the other one maybe like hit him in the shoulder, ricocheted, hit the tank, and he, yeah. somehow the tank gets hit. Yeah, yeah for the sure. The tank for sure gets hit, and then for some reason, Edward. Um, the one other leader, like the OG, guy. like yeah. the leader of the Norwegian crew yeah. before Sander. Yeah, um, he comes out. He was like, "I want to check on my friend," and then it like for some reason I think the okay. So the flamethrower has some flame on it, and it hits the uh, leaking gas that's on the ground. It explodes, and then the um, Sam and Derek were like, "Okay, let's." bring uh, Edward back into the rec room and we'll uh, check him out and it turns out Edward is the one that's got is the alien which was so obvious from the other scene yeah and that just like the whole them separating them for the fill like the fillings and no fillings completely goes out the window immediately undercut by the American showing up and then it's like oh it's just this guy yeah 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 <laughs> exactly because and also why was he going to check on the guy who died I think he wanted to see more human like okay but he was close to the flames so that was like the most oh maybe he wanted to grab the flamethrower oh maybe who knows the thing's motivation yeah 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 that was the problem they never like figured out the character of the thing what was his fear i would argue he has the most character development <laughs> yeah he does turn into a lot of different people yeah and a lot of different emotional states okay and i think that's a reflection for the disguises we all put on every day <laughs> Okay, so the way that we figure out that Edward's the alien was literally he falls, his body falls to the ground and his arm slides off of him. <laughs> that was pretty cool. And then gets on uh, Tormund. Um, and oh, yeah, it starts, starts face-hugging Tormund. Yeah, and it starts face-fucking him. <laughs> it, starts, it was, I feel like that was like a joke. And it takes so long for him to die. I feel so bad he for him. He was definitely alive at the end of this scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then Edward's, um, body starts convulsing and then it shoots out red stems and starts stabbing people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It just takes out like half the crew. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, it does this really gross thing of transforming literally lit because he's on his back and then he, it lifts up and it crawls backwards with his head like hanging off. And Adam is on the ground somehow. Oh, he gets stabbed. Oh, he he got stabbed. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And it starts like crawling really fast towards him and like, like moaning and it starts face bumping. This was the metal death. This I, was a fucking sick. It dude. wasn't scary because it was a CGI like mess, yeah. but it was just cool to see. Yeah. Like, not what I was expecting. I was expecting it to be eaten. It's like, no, he's just going to meld faces. And the fear of that yeah. was the metal part. For and sure. like, and immediately you can tell like Eric Christian, his character was just like, fucking kill me. I do not want to deal with this. Kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And that part was cool. It was really <laughs> gross. And like the way they, I wish there was more like, they didn't really like make any like unique death scenes in this. This was like pretty unique the yeah, way yeah. it was because it was literally absorbing him into this gr- grotesque body. Right. Um. Wonderful. Wonderful. And then they start, it runs off um, and then she, she has the flamethrower it, and it's like jammed and then she unjams it and she shoots um, or she burns up Tormund who's still alive with the thing the arm like fucking his face <laughs> yeah. 
and, and was, you can see it like undulating like down his throat. Yeah, yeah it was like, so gross. And then she just like takes a moment pity. before. Yeah, it was a pity like kill. She burns him up, and then she um after because in the middle of this, like Derek gets stabbed yeah. by the thing, and then he's like dying, and then. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was like, why did she allow, like, Sam to be that close to it? Because if the cells can, like, merge, you know what I mean? Because I'm pretty sure he's already infected. Yeah, we don't know. (gasps) Oh, you think that's where... No. I think think he's supposed to get... He wasn't infected. He's supposed to get it later. Yeah, Yeah. he's definitely... uh, I mean, Derek is infected. Oh, yeah. Um, So... After a beat, like, she, like, um, blasts him with fire, and he's dead. So it's just the two of them now. But Okay, so here's where, like, where it could have been a, like, Ten Little Indians murder mystery. But instead, it's just, like, we go through, and this was, like, the hour mark? Or uh-huh. maybe even, like, hour 15? Yeah, yeah. And, like, we still have most of the crew there. And then in just, like, one scene, it kills, like, everybody. Yeah. it. So, um, Saunders is by himself, and he's, like, waiting. He's, like, literally, like, peeking behind the ta- desk and waiting for stuff to happen. And I was like, have a plan, bro. There's an alien on the loose. You can hear it, yeah. too. He it's died in like, such an unsatisfactory way for how much of an asshole he was for the yeah. film. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it. Well, I mean, like, yeah. even getting turned, too. Yeah. That yeah. should have been that should have been more fun. Yeah, cuz yeah, cuz yeah. it just cuts to him then being the thing and it's like, well we know he's the thing. It's not even like a mystery of like yeah. did he become the thing? Yeah. No, he became the thing. Yeah. No, he like literally it finds him and then he's like backing up and then he goes behind like a desk so we don't see what really happens to him, but you know, we already know. Yeah, this impossibly strong creature is like 2 inches away from his face. Yeah. He's probably going to kill him. Um, so I think in the middle of his trans, the thing's transformation, its arm, fa- the other arm falls off. Yeah. So it's like crawl and it crawls away, and then in the middle, of like while they're like walking, um, what's her name, uh, Kate and um, Sam, Sam, they're walking through the halls. It pops up. It like starts crawling everywhere, and it was so gross because she has like the flashlight. It's completely dark. Right now, and she has a flashlight, and she's trying to like pinpoint where it is. And then he like takes a um a hatchet and like gets at it, and it splits apart. And then it's like starts crawling around the two of them. And then it in the for some reason, while in the middle of this like hunt for it, it just fuses back together. Yeah, despite knowing it had the upper hand, it yeah. fused back into one. And then she bl- blasted it. Yeah. It, I don't know why it's not. Just, it doesn't just like constantly separate itself into million little pieces. Yeah. It could be like airborne at a certain point too. Right. Yeah. It could. It again. It was an advanced being that crash landed it on had a, a flying saucer. Yeah. For God's sake. And it was so stupid. It was like the dumbest monster from space ever. I did have a question. I can't remember this, but. Mm-hmm. So the axe thing, so when Sam hits the thing uh, and it splits into two arms, the axe stays into the wall where, it, where, he, where he hit it originally. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he goes to grab it and she's like, don't touch it. And I was like, why? Why was that dialogue? Oh, because it's covered in blood. It's covered in the thing's blood. If he touches it, he'll get thinged. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't been following that rule at all. No, no. no. There was a lot of like moments where I was like, I'm pretty sure this person's a thing now. Like they keep on touching each other. They're like close with each other. Yeah, I mean, this in this movie, it's way easier to track who gets thinged and at what point in time. Mm-hmm. In the '80s, one, it's intentionally like you have no idea who the thing is at any yeah, yeah, point yeah. in time. Um, so in the um 
And also, we have to note that Colin, the British dude, is still alive and he's hiding somewhere in the cabin. Oh, yeah. This- and it was just a mild scene that, like, I guess it has a callback. But, um, so the thing, they get, Kate and, um, what's his face? Uh, Sam. Sam start, uh, get separated. And then Sam has, is in the kitchen and he, he's getting, like, stalked by it. But it's so loud. Like, you could hear from a mile away. Because it's, like, like growling while it's crawling right. around. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was a, it was a dog. Yeah. It was roaming around like a dog. Yeah. In double face mode. Because yeah. it has Eric Christian Olsen's face and the other, ra- like, random Norwegian guy's yeah, yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. And so he, like backs away and I was like wait you're in the fucking kitchen you I thought he was gonna turn on the gas and then light the shit on fire that would have been smart nope no he he grabs a knife he grabs a knife when he saw that it could split into pieces yeah I mean I didn't think about the the gas thing that would probably be a good idea but like if I was in that situation didn't have any access to fire I'd be like I mean I guess I'm grabbing the knives yeah Yeah. that's true it's true so I can kill myself. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm, it, I'm not going to get thinged. I'm going to die. <laughs> um, so he's like backing up and it, it like slowly walks through and then it sees him and then it slowly makes it. It starts like to gallop towards him. Right. And then she blast. She's there and she blasts it with like uh, flames. Again, this movie is so easy. It yeah. was so easy to get rid of these things. Yeah. You just have access to flamethrowers. Yeah, exactly. And then they talk, like, it jumps over and crashes through the walls. And then it's, like, dying outside. It's crawling through the snow. And then she ends up blasting it outside. Um, I guess it's important for the 80s one, right? That it's there. It's outside? Yeah, yeah. That's the one that they see, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the connection to Cuz I was yeah, I was trying to think about like which like I was trying to like match up the two movies for how yeah. they yeah. Um and then and then I was like what the fuck? One of them is uh, is in a fucking working snowmobile cuz I thought they disabled all of them, but no, one of them works and then it leaves. It's Saunders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who we it wasn't hard for us to figure out that who's the last one. Yeah. And they're like, where is he going? Yeah. And so they, she decides to go after him because they were like, no, we got to get, we got to finish this. And they get into um, the snowmobile. And then she noticed, this is when she notices, uh, what's his name's earring? Sam's. Sam's earring in the snowmobile. Yeah. Does he still have it on? Yeah, yes. he has okay. it on. It's a weird shot that was like, okay, why are you looking at his earring? <laughs> yeah. And I like, I, it took me a second to be like, oh, that's right. That's how we know he's not the yeah. alien. I just thought she was just suspecting him and letting her like being suspicious. That's all. Yeah. I, th- I didn't, I didn't make that connection until she directly says it at the end. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, also she. I thought she brought a ton of grenades with her. She only brought one, right, to the next site. More than one successive. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, and then. Kate, uh, and then the ears, and then she asks about, like, Lars, and then he's like, we didn't kill him. That was about it. Was, there was no explanation. And Ugh, then I guess they just tied him up. <laughs> and then they come upon um, Lars at the crevasse, and then they— Sanders, right? Yeah, or, uh, yeah, yeah, Sanders. They come upon the Sanders mobile. <laughs> the Sanders mobile. 
in um, at the crevasse. They, Sanders 2020 <laughs> mobile, right? Yes. That's what it says. Yes, exactly. Yeah, this is Bernie Sanders we're talking about. This. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie Sanders is the thing. <laughs> um, but he's also he's trying to spread social uh, socialism, not. <laughs> That's that's well, what this is. Well, oh, kind of. That's well, kind 80s. of. Oh shit! Because they're all one. Yeah, so- oh. yeah socialism. It is socialism because it's in a Russian base mm-hmm. in the first one. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know what Norway's stance is on socialism. That's fu- it is. I no, they. So- I think they are social. social Demo- I think it's a socialist um, society. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. Um, <laughs> wow. We're making connections We're really the here. folks Sanders twenty twenty. <laughs> yes. Um. So it. So they go down to they go down real fast to the spaceship. It was like almost a smash cut to them there, and then it starts to power on while they're on walking. I was like, this is so stupid. They they see that the hatch is open, I guess, and they were like, we gotta go inside, and it just starts powering on, and then the slats of the like spaceship, engine, yeah, yeah. of the like, air conditioning, pretty much, yeah, like opens up of the spaceship. And then, like, as they're running away, um, Kate doesn't make it. She falls inside. And then when she wakes up, she's inside the ship. So I was like, wait, how is this spaceship built? They just have, like, huge, like, vents. Yeah. For space travel. You know, how you need vents. Like, shutters. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I was like, how the fuck did she get inside and like i guess they needed a device to separate them in the spaceship and um (laughs) so carter's like searching around for her and she's in there she wakes up she wakes up from a pretty hard fall too i would imagine it would have been like 50 feet at least yeah um i haven't spent a lot of time on spaceships (laughs) but i mean the logic (laughs) yeah it would, it was deep enough to where like she falls into just like blackness. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. There's an echo as she screams. <laughs> that means some sort of depth. Yeah. And then Kate comes upon like she's like walking around. She comes upon this like alien device that's like Tetris. Like oh, I, thought yeah. it was, I thought it was Minecraft. I thought it was straight up like Legos. <laughs> <laughs> like and there was like Reddit upvotes showing up yeah. like as <laughs> It's the it's the yeah. R Sanders page. Yeah, um, and then it looked like just three D Tetris, like moving around or something. And then she's examining it, and then the alien, like the buff alien version of Sanders, like comes up to her, and I was like, it smacks her. It was like, where's the tentacle? Yeah, yeah, stab. She's dead. All yeah. right, let's control the world now. Yeah. And as it walks towards her while she's on the ground, his face opens up to uh, the mouth of the alien. And this was probably the worst CGI of the film. And yeah. also, so like unearned thematically, because it's supposed to be like Sanders, the guy who told her to shut up earlier, is now like the oh, final boss. But it's like, I don't care about their relationship at no, all. This no, no. means nothing. She yeah. becomes a badass so early that it's like, it didn't, yeah. Yeah, it didn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, so she crawls into a vent-like corridor, and I was like, "When they need e- AC on this like thing?" I yeah, they just have like Tom and Jerry like rat tunnels. <laughs> I also like how it was cut off too. It was like weird little meshed like uh, it was like a it was like a mesh like uh, film over the end of the hallway. And for what purpose? Yeah. For what fucking purpose? I don't know. For yeah, what purpose is this ship even for? And also, like this thing doesn't seem like it. We don't know what like it. 
like it breathes oxygen or whatever. It seems like it's pretty fine on nothing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's a lot going on in the ship for something that just like doesn't seem to function the way we function. Yeah. yeah. Because again, like why why does it open up to air when it goes into space? <laughs> what is the purpose of this? And w- it just okay. So she's in there, and like it, five feet back. Yeah, and she. It, it apparently, it's too small for the alien to get Which through. can transform into anything. Yeah. It split itself into pieces. Yeah. We saw it do that already. It, for a t- full two to three minutes. Yes. It's, it's just, just batting at her with its tentacles. Yeah, it's just... Slapping her in the face. <laughs> that was it. And then she wait. it stops. And then she just waits there for a second. And then she notices that her the grenade fell out of her pocket. I was like, again, why don't you have more than one? It's so weird. You're True. you're trying to blow up a whole spaceship. You've seen the huge, the vastness of it, but you just bring one. And so she like tries to go for it, and then um, the tentacles like grab her. Doesn't starts, it burst through the wall? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It bl- bursts through the wall. Yeah, it like does the whole like, all right, I left. I'm not gonna hurt you anymore. And then the second she like sticks her head out, it goes, psych. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Psych through the wall. It does like a Kool-Aid man. Yeah, yeah Kool-Aid man entrance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just perfectly as she grabbed the grenade. And then she's pulled, like, as she's being uh, pulled out, like, dragged out towards the mouth, it opens, and then she unclenches it, throws it into the mouth perfectly, and she claims she never follows basketball or football. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Okay, that's a critical inconsistency with this one. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, it, this again. This would have been a great setup in the beginning, where Sanders, being like, uh, you know, a chauvinist, was like, "You throw like a girl somewhere." Yeah, just somewhere in the film where, and then ultimately, when she's just throwing like a football around, Joel Edgerton, throw like a girl. Something I don't Shut know. Shut up, so, coach. <laughs> pass me that. Pass me that. That scalpel. Oh, or, you throw like a girl. Something. <laughs> or it could have like th- flew over its head, landed in the, the the Tetris thing, because she stares at it for way too there is, long. Yeah, it seems like they probably had something in the script that was like worth it, and then the studio was like, "No, don't do that. It's too confusing and too much. We're not yeah. going to make a sequel to this." Yeah, so yeah. just grenade in the mouth. Joel Edgerton shows up, yeah. run away. Yeah. So I thought like, oh, it would have gone over its head, landed into that thing, and it starts freaking out because it realizes, oh, it's it's I need to get this grenade out of there and then it explodes or something. Yeah. I don't know. Something that would pay it off yeah. a little bit. So it explodes from the inside, but it doesn't like it's not like a phosphorus grenade, it doesn't set it on fire. So oh. it's just like all of its pieces are just everywhere. Fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. She could have been breathing in blood right there. Yeah. And also like the thing's still alive. Yeah, yeah. But then somehow it all of it blows up from that grenade. Like the whole yeah. ship blows oh, up from that grenade okay. too. Yeah. yeah, I missed. Um, so <laughs> turned it off. <laughs> I was the second Sanders dies. Yeah, my favorite character, Sanders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it blows up and then it powers down and it cuts to them outside. Because um, uh, what's his name? Sam shows up and he's. They both run out of the ship as it blows up. Wait, they find but. If the ship blows up, they find it in the eighties one, like. I don't think it fully blows it up. Just like that whole like chamber got set on yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. I because I think in the I read I was trying to read up on the eighties one. It said that they found it and it was all burned up, right? 
inside. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. I redact my. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they go outside. She's in the car, and like they're and, like, uh, Sam's like trying to like fiddle with the uh the what the flamethrower, and he's like trying to having trouble like fitting it into the car, and then she's like, "Oh, I'll put it in the back," and then she notices that he is missing his earring, and then she's like, she's playing it cool, and then she tur she puts she goes she puts it on. The uh, flamethrower, she goes, where's your earring? She says, you know how I knew you were human back at camp? Yeah. She's like, she says, your earring. And he's like, cool. And he touches his right right ear. His right ear. It was on your left ear before. No, no, no! Flamethrower in the face. And if we cared about the relationship at all, it would have been, (laughs) my Cavaliers! (laughs) He just wanted to know how the Cavaliers Yeah, It would have been great if it was like a, a, a the mist ending where it was just turned out. It was just the paranoia yeah. got to hit her so much. Yeah. She just killed a human. Yeah, the only what... reason we know he's an alien is because it lets out that weird like pig, alien pig squeal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought that they were going to do that where he was like. They might have done it and they just maybe changed it after like test screenings or something. Yeah, because I wanted her to like, yeah, kill a human and like because she can't trust anybody anymore. There was like no like. Parent built up paranoia in him, her because like at the by the end of it, she should have been like freaking out and like yeah. couldn't talk to anybody. Yeah, this was not like a chess match between her and the alien. It was like she knew what was going on every e- second. Of yeah, life. like yeah, she played the for a paleontologist. She was smarter than twelve different scientists, a helicopter, uh, and like three different helicopter pilots. Yeah, and a hundred thousand year old alien. <laughs> That crash land in its spaceship. <laughs> but the, I guess that canonically it makes sense because the alien is way smarter in the sequel to this uh, movie in the 80s. <laughs> so, hey, so does she... We don't get any re- resolution with her, right? Well, no. well when her and uh, Sam, right? Yeah. The, uh, Joel like, Joel Edgerton as a thing is like, there's a Russian base 50 miles from here. We have enough gas to make it. Here's one of my complaints. So the, it seems like the, when the thing assimilates somebody, it like gets all of the information they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it doesn't know where the earring was, and it doesn't know how many keys were in that key ring. Yeah. So it, I don't, yeah. It. Yeah, I, I was very confused about the knowledge part of it, too. Because it's like, well, would the cells be able to replicate memory and stuff? Yeah. Because I don't think that's even in the first one. They were able to like, yeah, we had this history or whatever. Mm. Um. We don't see any. We don't see her after this at all, right? No, they we just don't. Run, she rides off into the sunset. Well, it just no, goes it, straight cut to credits. Yeah, they cut to credits, but it also starts doing this like intercutting of a post-credit scene. Helicopter. Of a, a, like a helicopter lands in Thule, and then a a Norwegian man comes out, and he's like, "What the fuck happened here?" Yeah, he comes. Upon, Reasonable reaction. Yeah, like reason the most. Perfectly acted character <laughs> at this moment. He comes upon the charred body of the alien and he's like, What? And then he screams for people to like come out. He's like, Where are they? And then it cuts to Colin in a frozen chair. Was this in the first one or the 80s one that oh, someone's did frozen? they find him in the? Fr- I think they might have. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that's the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's an imagery from the. 
Then someone starts shooting at him. It's Lars. And then a dog comes out of nowhere that we haven't seen since the kennel, which was like uh, the beginning of the movie. And it just bolts out of there and then uh, dashes off. And then he's like, Lars starts chasing after it, starts shooting at it. And then he's like, get in the helicopter in Norwegian. And then he he goes inside, starts shooting at it, cuts to black. But we know what happens. Yeah. It yeah, is a yeah, direct yeah. beginning to the second or to the eighties yeah. movie. The two movies take place like within a span of like three days. Yeah. 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 I think that's the reason why they called it they just kept the thing as the name of it. Yeah. Well it's a weird like prequel slash remake because yeah. it does like steal so much from the eighties. Yeah. Anyways, let us take a break. You know how I knew you were human? When you showed it back at base. Your earring. It was your other ear. We usually do trailers, and I'll go first, Jason. Please do. In a world where it's cold outside, but you don't feel anything because you're a fucking dog. This is from the perspective of the one lone sled dog that is trying to keep it together, but then gets attacked by an alien. And then he's trying to run around. He like at first you think, oh, he's gone, and he's already been thinged. But no, he is still surviving out in the cold because he's like a sled dog. He's this is his natural terrain, so he's surviving out there. But then in the last minute, some asshole named Sanders touches him, and then he becomes the thing. That's the the prequel to 1982's thing. About the dog. <laughs> well, that dog with the dog in the '80s movie is such a good actor. <laughs> I don't think we got a fair shake at this one oh, to no. see what see what his chops. No, was. no. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. In a world where exactly 50% of people have metal fillings, <laughs> one man, Adam, takes care of his teeth. <laughs> And he just wanted to have a fun science exploratory time with potentially an ex-girlfriend in the Arctic. But because he takes care of his teeth, he's ostracized by the community. (laughs) And the only woman left alive in this world. And is suspected of potentially being an alien. And he doesn't want to admit that the alien could be cloning people. He doesn't want to admit that he still has feelings for this girl. And he ends up getting absorbed by a random Norwegian man 
who he's never met before. <laughs> the tragedy of Adam. The thing. The thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I don't like I feel like Adam throughout this whole movie, he is just on the fence about everything. He's just like He's he has, incredulous. <laughs> constantly. <laughs> um anyways, that is the end of our podcast. Do you have anything to plug, like social media and stuff? Um, you know what? No, I'm not on that social media. Oh my god, how many freaking people on Jeez. this episode? Or like Every like Cambridge Analytica get at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, do you anyway. have any Halloween plants? Yes. Ooh, so my costume, and this is a scoop. You guys are getting this first. Oh, oh. Yeah, this is coming I mean, out on the twenty first. So you got plenty. I of time. will be growing my beard out. Oh, I will be going nineties goatee. Oh, I will do cream colored suit jacket, light orange turtleneck. I will be going as my evil twin from the nineties. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh yeah. That's super cool. Who was? Who is it? <laughs> Just my evil twin. Yeah, like the trope of having an evil twin. It's always the go-to. And I just always wanted to wear a turtleneck under a suit jacket. I've never done that before. That has nothing to do with evil twins. That's just a fashion choice I want to make. And nobody judges you on Halloween. Could you send us a picture so we could post it on our Instagram? Oh, for sure. I mean, you'll probably see me in it. I will be coming to work (laughs) with with it on. Okay. I mean, that doesn't go away easily. Okay. And I refuse to be clean shaven. (laughs) Anyways, um, I have a social, uh, I have a healthy social media lifestyle. Um, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Mary HB Win, and you can follow the show. All of our information is on our website at inaworldpod.com. And like, subscribe, rate, review, share with your friends. Sneak us onto your friends' phones. Yeah. Why aren't you doing this? Yeah, we are telling you to hack into the mainframe for us. Hack into the mainframe. I, what I think you should do is like at any like fast food restaurant or on the street, like go up to someone and be like, sorry, I don't have my phone. Could I just borrow it real quick to make a phone call? Yes. They hand you the phone and then you quickly download the podcast. Yes. Easy. Perfect. 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 Put it on repeat. Get those plays. Yes. Yeah, subscribe. Yes, exactly. Um, Anyways, have a spooky Halloween. Spooky Halloween. Halloween.